Well, thank you guys. Thank you, choir. Thank all of you for joining in our worship this morning. And so we're happy that all of you were able to be here for worship. Um, If you would, turn in your Bibles to the book of Leviticus. There in the Old Testament, the the book of Leviticus. And we want to look at Leviticus chapter 23. Leviticus 23, and then we'll turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I guess you uh, can see this morning that we're going to be observing the Lord's Supper. That'll come as we conclude uh, the message. And then the singing, I appreciate the singing this morning about the second coming of Christ. And we'll talk about that a little later in the message. But as you study the Old Testament, you'll find that there were occasions for God's people to come together for spiritual purposes. And by divine design, God intended for His people to come together to to repent, to confess, to repent, and then to remember His special blessings upon their lives. And these occasions for God's people to come together were called sacred assemblies or holy convocations. And you see evidence of that in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feast. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. So God set up different days of the year for his people to come together in order that they might confess, repent, remember his special blessings, and also to renew their covenant relationship with him. And so the first one mentioned in God's word is the Sabbath, a day for God's people to come together. It was a holy convocation. It was a sacred assembly. And then you have the Passover mentioned in Exodus chapter 12, 1 through 14. And they were to come together in a holy convocation, sacred assembly. They were again to confess, to repent, to turn, to to remember the Lord's blessings and how he led them out of Egypt. And then you had the Feast of Weeks, which is known as Pentecost. They came together and they began to celebrate the giving of the law of God. And then you had the Feast of Trumpets where they came together as a holy convocation and and that was uh, to celebrate the new year. And then one we're all familiar with is the Day of Atonement, also known as the Unleavened Bread. Uh, The Feast of the Unleavened Bread. That's where the high priest made atonement for the sins of the people. And then you had the Feast of the Tabernacles. And they remembered at that feast how they had wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. 
But the point in all of this is that sacred assemblies, holy convocations, were times for God's people to come together to confess, to repent, to remember special blessings, and also to renew their covenant relationship with their God and to return to Him in faithful obedience. Now, when you go to the New Testament, uh, you don't find the word or the words sacred assembly. You don't find the words holy convocation. Those words are not in the New Testament. However, Jesus and his disciples celebrated the Last Supper on one of God's prescribed sacred assemblies. The Feast of the Passover. If you would look to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. And I want to share some verses with Luke 22, verse 1. Luke 22, verse 1. Now the feast of the unleavened bread you drew nigh, which is called the Passover. Look, if you will, at verse 7. Verse 7 says, Then came the day of unleavened bread, when the Passover must be killed. Verse 8. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. So Jesus and his disciples celebrated the Last Supper on one of God's prescribed sacred assemblies, his holy convocation. So we have holy convocations in the Old Testament. We have holy convocations in the New Testament. And we're no different than those in the Old Testament and those in the New Testament in regards in needing a, a day to confess and to repent and to remember God's special blessings that we've received as a church and also as individual Christians. So we need opportunities to come together as God's people and renew our covenant relationship that we have with Him. Now, we have a number of opportunities to do that through the year. Worship on Sunday is a holy convocation where we come together and confess and repent and remember and renew. It's what worship is all about. It's a holy convocation unto the Lord. You know, we have uh, uh, the worship service. Today we'll experience the Lord's Supper, a holy convocation. We have a holy convocation at Easter. We have a holy convocation during Thanksgiving. A holy convocation at Christmas. Mother's Day is a holy convocation. We have a holy convocation on Father's Day. And even during a child dedication service. Perhaps a baptismal service. These are times that God's people come together to, re, to confess, to repent, to remember, and to renew their covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus. And so today, worship, we have that holy convocation. The point is, today, the Lord's Supper is a sacred assembly. It's a holy convocation unto the Lord. It's a time for God's people to confess and to remember and to renew. So first, you have the purpose of a sacred assembly is to confess, repent, remember, and renew. Now, the Lord's Supper is to be taken seriously. 
If you will, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And Paul begins to explain to the Corinthian church how serious it, the Lord's Supper is. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Look at verse 23. Paul said, For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread, drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man, let a woman, or let a person examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Many are dead. For if we, verse 31, if we judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So the Lord's Supper, in reading that passage, is evident it, it needs to be taken seriously. And so in the early church, many would take a week to prepare for the Lord's Supper. Many would take a weekend to prepare to meet for the Lord's Supper, for the sacred assembly. Many would take a day just to prepare for the sacred assembly, to observe, to take part of the Lord's Supper. So they, they would meet. This was, known as, this, was, this was called the pre-communion days. And so a week, a weekend, or at least a day prior to the... The, the holy convocation of the Lord's Supper, they would take time to prepare themselves. See the seriousness? Now today, all of us present should ask three questions. The first question is this. Am I a believer? Have I truly accepted Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life? Have I trusted Christ and salvation faith and trust Him and only Him to be my Savior? Have I committed myself to Him as Lord and Savior of my life? Am I trusting in Him and Him only for my salvation? Completely dependent upon Him. No works involved. I'm trusting Jesus. Jesus, if you don't get me to heaven, nothing's going to get me to heaven. So am I a believer? Second question, am I spiritually prepared to observe the Lord's Supper? Am I spiritually prepared? And we're going to talk about that a little more as time goes on. Am I spiritually prepared this morning to partake of the Lord's Supper? Now let me say to begin with, if you're not a believer, if you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, you should not partake of the Lord's Supper. 
But nothing would prevent you from trusting Christ today. And so you need to self-evaluate. Am I a believer? Am I spiritually prepared to partake of the Lord's Supper? And then I jotted down, is my life different after I've participated in the Lord's Supper? Does this make a difference in my life? Has it made a difference in my life in the past? Do I see the seriousness of it? Do I understand the meaning of it? Do I take, do I participate, not out of simple habit, but do I participate in understanding the reverence and the meaning of the Lord's Supper? Has my life changed? Will my life change? Will I commit myself today as I partake of the Lord's Supper to, to examine my life and there will be a life change take place in my life today? It will if you'll enter into the Lord's Supper with that in mind. The Lord's Supper is to be taken seriously. I never want to go to the Lord's table without sensing a nearness to the Lord. So first, sacred assembly, a time to confess, to repent, to remember, to renew, and then the Lord's Supper is to be taken seriously. Now, what's the purpose of it? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, look at that, if you will, at verse 24. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he break it. Thinking, speaking of the bread. Well, let's look at verse 23. Verse 23 says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Underline, this do in remembrance of me. In verse 24, after the same matter, after he took the cup, when he supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Underline in remembrance of me. So the purpose of the Lord's Supper. This do ye in remembrance of me. John 3.16, familiar verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That scripture should be the best news that anyone could ever hear. The creator of the universe was interested in me. I shared the gospel with a young lady this week, and, and I shared with her, you're, you're special to God. You're important to God. God created you for a purpose, and, and God loves you, and he's provided salvation for you. And John 3.16, listen, that says the creator was interested in me. I was lost I was headed to hell. I had no hope whatsoever, but Christ died on the cross for me. And he died on the cross for you. He bore my sins on the cross. He bore my shame on the cross. He bore my guilt on the cross. He bore my punishment on the cross. But however, because of our human nature, we tend to draw away from our first love. 
Revelation 2, 4, speaking to the church at Ephesus, God said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. You have left your first love. Think of that. There's been times that uh, I've left my first love. There's been times that my love for Christ has grown cold. Therefore, God has instituted the Lord's Supper for me to remember. For me to remember his broken body, symbolized just by that element of broken bread that you'll receive in a few minutes. He wanted me to remember his broken body. He wanted me to remember his shed blood, symbolized by the cup of the fruit of the vine that you'll receive in just a few minutes. Do ye this in remembrance of me, in remembrance of my suffering. And so through the supper, he gives me the opportunity to confess and to repent and to remember and to renew my commitment to the one I should say my commitment to my to the love of my life. Now, today you find yourself in one of four ways. You find yourself as a Christian hot. You're deeply in love with Jesus. That's where we all need to be. Or perhaps today you find yourself warm, lukewarm. You're close to Jesus, but you've been closer before. You may find yourself warm. You may find yourself lukewarm. Lukewarm is, is when you just go through the motions, but there's no passion in what you're doing. Or you even may be here today without Christ, and you're just cold. You're, you're indifferent. You're distant to Christ. You could care less about Christ. That's code. And so today, your spiritual temperatures, your spiritual temperature can change from code. It can change from lukewarmness. It can change from warm. It can change to hot, where you're just deeply in love with Jesus. So today, we need to remember his suffering for us and for the world. And we need to remember his return. Look, if you will, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you do show the Lord's death. Then he added, till he comes. Or till he comes. Well, you're aware by now that Pope Francis came to the United States this week. Uh, the month before he came, they began to herald the, the Pope is coming, or they would say, he is coming. He is coming. He is coming. And he got to Cuba, and he left Cuba, and we began to hear in the United States, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. A month, a week before he's coming. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And then he came... And then this afternoon, he's leaving. However, there's one coming by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he won't have to rent a plane to get here. The Bible says he's coming on a cloud. Acts chapter 1, verses 8 through 11. 
And he's coming for his bride, i.e., he's coming for his bride, the church. He's coming for the redeemed. He's coming for the saved. He's coming for all the saints. In theological circles, that's known as the rapture of the church. Look, if you will, at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And we're going to read about this as we close. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, which are dead, that you sorrow not, even as others have no hope. He said, I'm not saying don't sorrow, but don't sorrow like those that have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, snatched away, raptured, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So he's coming. He's coming. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for the redeemed. He's coming for the church. He's coming for the saints. It's the rapture. So a sacred assembly, the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is to be taken seriously. And then the purpose of the Lord's Supper is to remember his suffering, his broken body, his shed blood, and to remember his return. And the question is this, are you ready for that return? A lady I was talking to this past week, I asked her that same question. And she, uh, she said no. And I asked her, would she be willing to pray and ask Christ to save her? And she started crying. And she said, I sure would. I said, you mind if I pray with you first? And, and so I could I hold your hand? And she reached her hand out. And she reached her hand out across the counter there and took Rita's hand. And she prayed and she asked Christ to come into her life and save her. Now here's the warning. If you've not turned to Jesus Christ in saving faith, you need to today. Because he's coming. And the question is, are you clean from your sin? Because God gives you a choice. God gives you a choice. If you'll turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, if you'll see that choice, he says, verse 28, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, in verse 31, we should not be judged. So the question is, are you clean from your sin? Well, then God gives you a choice to judge yourselves, to determine 
whether you're clean or not. And if you hold on to your sin, you're going to come under the judgment of God. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for a time that we can come together and just think and study and to hear your word in regards to the Lord's Supper. Father, help us to see the significance as a holy convocation, a special time where your people come together in confession and repentance and remembrance. And then a time of recommitment, Lord, as we renew ourselves to you. Help us to realize today that the Lord's Supper is for us to remember your suffering, your broken body, your shed blood, but then to remember that one day you're coming again. And I really believe that it's in my lifetime. I don't know when, but I pray, Lord, I, I do know that if, I'm, if I leave this earth when I die, I'm going to be in your presence. And one day this old body is going to be raised. And I'm going to be with you regardless whether you come and I'm raptured or whether I die and I go into your presence. Paul said to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. And we thank you for that assurance. But I pray for those who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior this morning. I pray today that they would put their faith and trust in you as they judge themselves. And Father, I pray for Christians as we are about in just a few minutes to partake of the Lord's Supper. Help us to judge ourselves that we might repent of those things that would hinder our relationship with you. And that we come to the Lord's table in a worthy manner, having to ask you to forgive us and to cleanse us. Thank you for what you're going to do today as people make decisions. I pray your Holy Spirit will speak to, to all. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name.